Welcome back to another edition of the Dump and Chase podcast. What a weekend at Carnoustie. Uh, lost the course a little bit on Saturday. Guys were kind of taking advantage of it, shooting low. But Sunday turned out to be a nice little treat. We had Tiger back in a Sunday red making a push. Uh, our boy Showtime Otani, speaking of staying hot, guy went solo job for the Angels yet again. Uh, we had somebody from the Cubs making a guest pitching appearance late in the ninth inning. Jimmy Garoppolo, not only is he getting paid on the field, he's taking some porn stars on dates off the field. We'll get into that. Saquon Barkley just got paid. What will that do to running backs in the future? Got a couple guys holding out a training camp. Kawhi Leonard is now a Raptor. What is going on in the NBA? And our locked bets and dump and chase of the week, Gary Sanchez. See ya, buddy. Here we go. Yeah, that's right. This cut goes out to all y'all that's been missing us for mad years. One love, yo. Evie, what's going on? Here we are back for what's another up, what's week. What's up? What's up? Man, what's going on? Uh, man, busy, busy weekend uh, in the sports world, in the golf world more particularly. Let's recap the, the British Open. First of all, I hate everything to do with whoever the British PGA or uh, rumor was that they would not physically sign the TV contracts or rights over to any network unless they put it on paper that they'd change it to the Open. The Open, yeah. I don't know what that was about Fuck either. that. It's always it's, been the British Open. We the have British the Open. open. Yeah. The, the U.S. Open. All the good players come from our country. Um, I'm sorry, but... All right. I, I mean, yes. Okay. An Italian one and, and two Friend, Englishmen came, tied for second. But Kisner's right there. Shoffley was right there. Um, you look at the top 10, 15 guys, American flag, red, white, and blue is all over that thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what what a what a weekend out at Carnasty, man. Yeah. I mean, credit to Francesco Molinari, the Italian. What What a weekend by him. Not necessarily out of it going into Saturday, but was sitting at about, I think, 20th, uh, hovering around even, maybe one under around even. But but Buddy went bogey-free round on the weekend. 36 holes at Carnoustie, bogey-free. Like, that's that's going to win you a major. That's, yeah, that's I mean, insane, especially playing with Tiger in the final pairing with the crowd and everything. Didn't seem to phase him, and he outplayed Tiger right till the end. It was it was incredible, especially coming from an Italian of that nature and somebody who's never won a major before. Yeah, that's big time, especially playing with Tiger. You know, you got the hype, you got the crowd. Um, the pressure didn't seem to get to him at all. He came in on the weekend shooting previously, I believe, a dash 19 and a dash 21. Yeah, incredible. So the, so the guy's been hot. Saturday, moving day, he posted a 65. And then obviously we saw Sunday posting a 69 for the, for the win at minus eight. But... This guy was hot coming in the weekend. He stayed hot throughout the weekend. Yeah, don't um, let him get hot. <clears throat> kind of put Tiger on the back burner and kind of blew everyone else away there. Yeah, I mean, how about that, though? Tiger leading at a major championship on Sunday after the turn for the first time on a Sunday in nearly in over a decade. Yeah, what in the world? We've been saying for weeks he's not back. Uh, on Twitter, we see a little... I think his bar still posted like, is he back? Like meter. Yeah. Uh, funny to follow that, but he, he's not back. He's not back. No, he's not back. I mean, is this a win for him though? At least it's a win for him. His confidence is back up. He finished top six. Um, 
But as far as Tiger's concerned, if he was back, he would have won this tournament. He was Correct. leading yeah. after the turn, had an unbelievable sand shot that if he doesn't pull that gamble off, he's not finishing top 10 and he's probably finishing for sure outside the top 12. He would have stayed in the pot bunker. It was a phenomenal shot. It was a shot heard around the world. Bunker nuked it onto the green. Saves par. And then next tee shot off of a fan. Uh, there's actually a video of the, the fan, that, the fan that was uh, that recording that it. That was hilarious. So it drills him, ends up doubling, and then bogeying. So now it throws three of them back. And that's where Francesco just kind of took over. Uh, Francesco ended up birdieing 18 and put a little pressure on uh, Xander Shoffley, who it was kind of absurd, but he hit on 17. He hit, hit his drive right, and it was in the fescue over by a group of people. And so he was kind of battling to to save par here. So he puts it up. You know, excuse me, this was on a par par four. This would have been his third shot. So somehow his third, his second shot's over in the fescue. He's got a crying baby around him. So, okay, so yeah. when when is it okay to bring a baby to the golf course at a major babysitter, question mark? But not only is she going to start crying, but you're not even going to – you're not even going to pull her away. Like was he was in his backswing and the baby's crying. He has to pull back. Like what a joke. What a disgrace to the game. How about a, how about a guy who's not even competing for FedEx points? Uh, Eddie Pepperell. Yeah. Goes, goes into the interview and goes, honestly, I think I had one too many last night. I was hung over and incredible story. Still came out and shot a 67 was low round of the six. day. Yeah. Um, com- like, not sure where he was going by saying he's gonna try the drug route next. I think it was it was more of a joke, but it was it was because he had after the tournament, Francesco Molinari gained the most Twitter followers, Tiger Woods gained the second most Twitter followers, and Eddie Pepper of all people gained the third most due to his obviously his interview. But uh, yeah, he was saying how huh if I'm gonna gain that many followers, if I'm gonna gain that many followers with drinking and talking about it the next day, right. you know what? I'm gonna start saying that I'm doing drugs, and you never know how many followers you'll get. You know, it's all about FaceTime, Showtime. Uh, but yeah, like what, what, a, what a weekend! Finally, oh. finally seeing Tiger back with that putter. Yeah, the flat I, stick. The, was the, hot, I would the, say the flat stick is back. Taylor made spider. The new spider. Yeah, he was yeah, he was like dialed with that. But wow, uh, I I don't want to. I'm not. I I want to come out and say it. I am pretty embarrassed though my lock bet last week for this tournament i took john rom yeah guy was an embarrassment to golf didn't make the cut uh he, there's videos of him you said stomping in lines and throwing yeah he was he fit out there walking through people's lines it's one thing for you to have a bad putt and get mad at yourself yell at yourself whatever like i do it all the time you know i'm throwing clubs but i'm not on the tour uh but when you're walking through your partner's line, like that's kind of that's where you, you draw the line. It's that's like, unpopular for sure. Yeah. Um, my dark horse Lee Westwood, plus six. I mean, older guy didn't yeah. really see much action. What would you have Fleetwood? Yeah. I believe no, no, no. For well, I had Fleetwood winning it. Um, but my dark horse was Fitzpatrick. He didn't even make the cut. Uh, I thought the Englishman would contend for a little bit, but um. Yeah, that that obviously didn't happen, but uh, no, I put I put a little dough on Adam Scott as well. Um, you know, I thought maybe this would be his chance to kind of win another major, but he actually somebody actually called him out for cheating. They called him for anchoring his putter to his body. The rules chief said no, no, that didn't happen. But um, I don't exactly know who called him out, 
But if that did happen, honestly, who gives a shit? Uh, mm-hmm. and whether he's anchoring a putt, whether he's not, if it, I'm telling you, if I had that putt, if I had my putter anchored to my body, I'm three jacking for sure. I can't, I can't putt for shit right now. That's been the, that's been my kryptonite for a while. Uh, there's, I'll, I'll have one day where I get hot and I'm draining bombs or even five footers consistently. And then, you know, I'll go out there today like I did and, and have two or three putts on the front nine miss gimmies. It's, it's getting to be atrocious. I need to dial my game back. Yeah. Maybe you should try the anchor putter. I, I, I think I got to go Adam Scott on that, but, but no, I mean, quick shout out to myself for winning our, for winning our pool and our group. I took Francesco Molinari quick 200 bucks or something. Yeah. We, we do a, uh, so every major tournament, there's about 18 of us, and we do, we basically take a a player from pool A, B, C, D, and E based on their, you know, their their ranking, their value that week, yeah, their value that week, uh, their uh, odds of of winning, etc. And Molinari actually fell in pool, I believe he was in the second pool. He's a uh, tiger because I I said last right, week he was, I was in the taking third. Molinari, yeah. and then yeah, I, you said you were I taking him on the you, podcast. I told I said on the podcast I'm taking him. Kicking myself because of one, I went against my word. You would have, you would have probably, uh, you, yeah, because you had Tiger, you would have edged me out in the, yeah, the tiebreaker because I had Fleetwood. Yeah, yeah. So I probably would have seen a little nice little payday. Went against my word. I, I text Evan right after and a group of us, and I said I'm taking Tiger. Let's give a quick shout out to our golf guru. He had pretty much nothing right. Uh, so we'll see if he'll still be having a job uh, next major for the PGA Championship. He had his 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 player that was. <laughs> Most likely going to miss the cut in the top five. He had Rory McIlroy. Looking at this right now, Rory tied for second. Uh, was close to draining a birdie on 18 to put himself into contention. So not only was he almost there to win it, but uh, he also had Sergio Garcia going to be in contention on Sunday down to the wire. Sergio didn't even make the cut. So Matt had some guys that he thought were going to be dialed. Yeah, he took Ricky, Fleetwood, Tiger, Leishman and Willett. He took that in our group, but on our podcast, he took Sergio to contend as like, like a dark horse, but actually said that he was going to come down to the final final few pairings. Um, and then he thought Rory was going to miss the cut. So not saying that we were dialed by, by any means on our picks, but I had Fleetwood uh, and he took top 12, uh, kind of shot himself out of it on the back nine. But um, Matt, if it, you, we know you're listening. Uh, do better for the PGA Clean Championship. Clean it up, please. Come you're on. a go-to guru. We this need is the better. dump and chase. This is this is elite talk here. Uh, fucking wake up. Yeah, and you know what? I'm kicking myself, too, because I took DJ as my number one. I did, too. and I didn't I, even see Saturday. God, we need better out of the world number one. Yeah. That's for sure. But but how about this this little, I guess, stat, if you will? Every single major winner this year has zero equipment contracts. So they'll have they'll have their clothing contract, you know, Nike for all three of them actually. But uh, none of them have a, equipment contracts. Which, Who, in your mind, if you could choose one brand for clubs to pick up for clubs, what do you go? Or is it? A, do you I think they have, have to, a mix? I mean, I mean, you're gonna have different wedges, probably wedges, putter. Sometimes guys like different drivers. But if I'm taking irons, have, if I'm taking irons, it's got to be Titleist. Yeah, the AP twos. No, I use I use the AP ones down in Vegas. They're a little more forgiving. Night and day, my I, I'm I'm an iron up every time. So I I would, you know, say I say I hit a pitching wedge 130, I'd probably take my 
I don't know, 52 out or something gap, for it. Yeah. yeah, gap wedge. It's it's actually it makes such a difference. But I I'm a Titleist irons guy. Right now I have the R7s, TaylorMades, but I would definitely go Titleist. What do you what, what would you go? Uh, just from from what I hear, I would go Titleist. I got a couple of buddies who swing Titleist. So I'm nice. also so swinging TaylorMades right now, but those that purchase was made before I kind of started taking yeah. golf seriously about three years ago. I think they're the R11s. So nothing too fancy. Probably won't go out and make another purchase for irons. No. For a good I'm gonna, few years I'm honestly until I'm shooting low 80s, high 70s. I'm going to save, save up. Now, but yeah. I'm going to save up to get some nice, nice irons. Um, maybe even a new driver down the road. So, but yeah, that's an unbelievable stat. If you think about all the guys that have contracts with equipment, clothing, balls, whatever, and and none of them, you know, Patrick Reed, uh, Brooks Kepka, and Francesco Molinari, none of them have contracts. But uh, yeah, that that was a it was a cool Sunday finally seeing Tiger back in it, uh, in the lead with yeah. his red. Uh, it's it's what we want back. He's he's getting there, man. We he still give it hasn't there. regained the the Sunday red back from Patrick Reed. Uh, Patrick <laughs> Reed won a tournament in red before Nike actually made him switch to pink for the Masters. Good, but. In my eyes, Patrick Reed is still the Sunday Red until Tiger retakes that back and wins a tournament. Let, yep. We'll say he, he's just got to win a tournament get it back. All right. Yeah, great weekend at Carnoustie. Um, but let's switch gears into our boy. The heart our, and soul of the podcast. poster child for this podcast, Showtime Otani. Showtime. Red hot, Evan. They're finally – I actually think – the Angels are listening to our podcast. They're figuring it out. They're a finally bit. consistently putting him in the DH role. It is amazing. The dude gets on base, homers left and right. I think he's got two home runs in his past four games. The Angels are ass. Mike Trout last night, his his stat line read 0 for 0 with four walks. Showtime hit a solo shot. Eighth homer, 435 feet to Dead center, exit velocity, 107 miles an hour. Ooh, love that uh, stat. Launch angle, 30 degrees. Just a moonshot. Uh, what was the trade? The, the, oh, so the this is, trade we got a, we got a proposed trade here. So Trout's getting wasted in, in, in L.A. with the Angels. He's just getting – his talent's getting wasted. We want to see this guy in the playoffs. He's the face of the MLB. But he's kind of in a quieter market with the Angels. So – we were we were really close to dropping Showtime if he was going to get Tommy John, uh, and we were going to pick up Ichiro. We necessarily Ichiro's on the back burner, but he's the hitting coach for the Mariners. So the proposed trade from us is Robinson Cano and Felix Hernandez to the Angels for Mike Trout and Showtime. I think I think it's a deal that needs to be done. The Mariners are in contention. Obviously, they don't want to give up Felix. That's this right. is this is a hypothetical here. It would never happen. We need Trout and Otani, Trotani, Trotani to Seattle. We need to make this happen. It would give Showtime more publicity as well as Trout to be competing for that wild card spot, even the division. Uh, yeah, Trout the other night, zero for zero, four walks. Otani with a solo dinger. Uh, yeah, it's, is it time? And to nobody on that, nobody else for... on that team is hitting. Nobody on that team is pitching. They're below 500 now. 
it's it's a disgrace. We want to see this guy in the playoffs. We I, we need to make Trotani a thing. We need to get them both on the move. We need these guys in the playoffs. Otani robbed from the All-Star game. Absolute joke. I don't ever want to see that again. MLB do better. But it's we need these guys out of Anaheim. Yep, I agree. Um, but how about Cubs first baseman Anthony Rizzo finding the mound late in their 7-1 loss against D-backs. The, the, yeah, the Diamondbacks. Um Joe Madden giving him the call. He said in an interview, it's always been his dream to yeah. to throw a pitch. I'm 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 t- I'm fine with that. That's yeah, that's I like cool. that. He too. got he got him out. Pop fly to center, uh, throwing it about 67 miles an hour. See, I believe they clocked uh, two sliders. He threw 53 and 62 mile an hour uh, to Pollock to fly out for the final out in the ninth inning. Kind of cool to see. Kind of cool. I, they I, got I, absolutely shelled, but I mean, hey, the Cubs are. Playing, they're climbing the power rankings board. They're playing really good baseball as of late, and you know, let's have fun with it. it we're about having fun today. Yeah, the Cubs. I mean, the Cubs Twitter tweeted, "Efficient, good command, and keeps hitters off balance." Pretty yeah. accurate. I mean, Showtime is transitioning the MLB into a, a you can pitch and you can hit now. We're seeing it way more. Uh, we got pitchers going yah yah. We got position players throwing from the mound. And he's going to retire with a zero ERA. That's yeah. a great stat. They're, one of their aces, Lester, got shelled. So they're just like, you know what? Fuck it, Rizzo. Get out there. Make your dream come reality. I absolutely love it. But, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we're going to switch gears here. Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Bleacher Report, little uh, interview report kind of came out saying that, you know, his confidence is through the, wor- is through the roof. And he was saying that he feels that he's a better quarterback than Tom Brady. You know, he didn't really specify what whether it's Tom Brady. Obviously, it'd be Tom Brady now. I don't know about Tom Brady's prime. Whether I, I mean Brady's still fucking in his prime. He just won the MVP. But big, some big words coming from. In my eyes, he's he's taking the reins from Nick Foles as the truth. I'm a huge Jimmy G guy. Third highest um, paid quarterback in the league. He always yeah. said he kept to himself, but I always thought he was better than Brady. Came out publicly and said it. Um, and the dude, he's fired up on has the field. Yet he's to in, lose in, a football game. Yep, and off the field too. Yeah, he, let's let's dive into that off yeah. the field. A little date. Go, I'll let you. Take yeah, the so Jimmy G. On uh, Jimmy G. went on a little date with Kiara Mia, a porn star. Um, What's what word are we gonna voluptuous, uh, busty? I not even never jammers, never absolute jammers. jammers. She got jam daddies. So, Jimmy G, I guess it's his favorite porn star, took her on a date, little wine and dine. She was talking about she was talking about the dessert, but Jimmy G is the best looking guy in football. Uh, we'll get into a fantasy football episode later on, uh, in a few weeks, but. I want Jimmy as my quarterback. He would add huge depth to my squad. But, yeah, he's taking porn stars out. Uh, this this is unbelievable. I think this this speaks volumes of his character. She said it was the best date she's ever been on. Yeah, um, people giving him shit. It's like, hey, it's none of our business. He was making 27.5 sheets. Yeah, he's having fun with it in the offseason. Training camp's just knocking on the door here. But yeah, Jimmy G undefeated with the Pats, undefeated with the Niners last year. The dude is the real deal. But uh, yeah, as, as far as quarterback pay goes, he was the highest a few months ago. Now he's number three to Matt Ryan and fucking Vikings throwing the kitchen sink at Kirk Cousins. I, whatever, that's a different story. But 
How about Saquon Barkley, though? Yeah, the running Getting back. absolutely paid. Him and Todd Gurley got paid uh, today. Fifth highest rookie running back contract ever. Four-year, what was it, 30.5 mil? 31.5. 31.5, we'll say. Um, $20.8 million signing bonus. 15, 15 million guaranteed before taking a snap. Before taking a pro snap. Here, sign this line. Here's 15, 20 mil. Dude, he's so good. He, I, I think he's going to show up. He ha- how, how scary is that Giants offense? Odell Beckham Jr. returning from injury. Sterling Shepard is third year in the league. He's he's turning to be a real, real good compliment. One of the up-and-coming tight ends with Evan Ingram. Just signed Nate Solder on that offensive line. You got Saquon Barkley in the backfield. And you got Eli Manning coming back. He's won two Super Bowl MVPs. They're going to be fucking They're, scary that's, if, I if think, they can hold it together. I, this isn't even a hot take. They, in my eyes, have the best offense in that in in the hardest division in football, the NFC East. You know, you got the Cowboys, and you got uh, the Redskins now with the game manager Alex Smith, Darius Geis, but even the Eagles, Super Bowl champs, Carson Wentz is coming right back. back and, it's, yeah, that's a that's tough, a tough division. That's a to tough division, but I think the Giants have the best offense now, the most weapons for sure. Not necessarily Absolutely. the best quarterback, but you have a, a decent quarterback. I mean, now that they have the running threat. With Saquon Barkley, yeah. that's going to take away. I mean, you got to think OBJ's coming back healthy as ever. If you follow him on social media, he's just as electric as didn't miss a beat yeah. from his injury. But it's but it's also huge that OBJ for them and for himself is reporting to camp, which yeah. is which is a good sign. Very huge, and I I'm going to be interested to see where Le'Veon Bell, what kind of contract he's going to be looking yes. at. How long? Especially with Gurley getting his today. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 15 um, mil. I think I think Bell's making the franchise take 14 and a half. And clearly, the Steelers need to pay this they guy. Have to. If, they, if they lose him, that'd be the stupidest decision ever. He Just made it you don't want wants to retire there. If, but... if you don't pay Le'Veon Bell and you lose him next year, say you don't win the Super Bowl this year, and you don't pay him, you lose him. Now you're nowhere near contention. He literally is a, a fourth receiver on the field. It's insane what the guy can do. He's so transcendent. They, it, this pisses me off that I, I know why they're not paying him, but as a business standpoint, but if you want to win, you pay, you play, you, ha- you, you got to pay these guys. You have to. And how about Julio Jones now holding out? Yeah. I mean, Julio did this to himself. He negotiated a contract after his rookie deal and he knew how much he was going to be making. He's, I'm, I, I think he's inked until 2020, but he wants a different contract I don't know how this is going to pay, you know, play out for him. He's got some injury problems in the past. But, yeah, he's not reporting to camp. Uh, they just drafted. Uh, like what are his intentions there? I, I don't – he wants he wants wide receiver one money. He wants Antonio Brown and Mike Evans type money, but he shouldn't have negotiated that contract when he did. That's just kind of what happens. The market goes – you know, as the players go, and obviously the next person is going to leapfrog and get the highest paid. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's Atlanta's offense is really good. I, I don't see Julio holding out past week one. It's just not. It, it'd be really stupid for him to do that. But uh, yeah, that, that'll be interesting to see where that goes. Yeah. So he he signed his seventy one point two five million dollar extension in August of fifteen, included forty seven mil guaranteed. Uh, basically. The average is sitting right around the 14 mil a year mark, which is below eight other receivers in the league, including Antonio Brown, uh, Jarvis Landry with the Browns, yeah. 
So I could see him being a little upset there. Uh, below Mike Evans, DeAndre Hopkins, Brandon Cooks with the Rams, and Sammy, Sammy Watkins of the Chiefs. I mean, Sammy's on his third team in five years. It's And this dude's making, what, 16.5 or 16 mil. Yeah, arguably the best in the league, kind of taking it as a slap in the face. Yeah. I can see where he's coming from. Um, but, yeah, that's that's something definitely we could keep our eye on as well. But, Evan, uh, the big talk has been surrounding the NBA this summer. What the hell is LeBron going to do? We saw that pan out and go to L.A., but the next story was Kawhi Leonard, and he's finally home in the six he is for the Raptors. North of the border. Yeah. The, the last place that I won't even Kawhi, call it home. The last place that Kawhi ever could have imagined going to, and, and Pop, Pop kind of fucked him over here, and I don't blame him. Uh, but, yeah, he's, he's going to be a Raptor, but I – you know, I kind of wrote a little iSports piece on this. I think that actually helps the Lakers in the long run. They probably weren't going to win it this year. Even if they got Kawhi, they got to, you know, build around their roster, implement them, and get them incorporated. But that Golden State is so deep. But look into what, to 2019. So you don't have to give up Lonzo, Ingram, Kuzma, Hart. You don't have to give up those guys this year. And you can you can get Kawhi next summer because you know he wants to be in L.A. You know mm-hmm. he's going to sign there. But so the Lakers can kind of you know chill, uh, get their get their young group of guys acclimated another year, improve them, whatever, get them going, uh, accustomed to LeBron. So, but this also makes the Raptors a contender more now, a contender more now than they were last year with the Rosen. Uh, DeRozan's a really good player, don't get me wrong, but Kawhi Leonard's elite. And mm-hmm. you look at that Eastern Conference, it's going to be the Raptors, the Celtics, and the 76ers. That's about it. And I think that Toronto, it's going to be Toronto and Boston. I know the process and Ben Simmons, they're going to be good. But I just think Toronto is just so deep. Lowry, you got, you got Lowry and Kawhi Leonard, unbelievable talents. Uh He's also so, walking from his Nike contract. Yeah, I did shoe, see that. His, his shoe contract. Um, I mean, his uncle's pretty much making every move yeah. for him. And to go along with the talk about Kawhi, uh, he held out from the USA Basketball mini camp. So it shows he's going to dedicate some time to get to know his team, get to know the you know the management in Toronto. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens this year with him, man. I mean, if he has success – I really don't see him staying, like he said. He how, wants to be in LA. How about this? So he's not going to sit out a year. That would only hurt him even more. Mm-hmm. The, the Lakers no The Lakers now get to see if he's actually healthy and can play. So that's another thing before actually signing him. Say say they signed him and he gets hurt again. He can't even play. So this gives him that. But but say the Raptors make the finals. What do you think happens? Say, that, say it's Toronto-Golden State. And they take him, no say, way. six games. <laughs> What do you mean, no way? Toronto taking Golden State to six? Kawhi Leonard is unbelievable. Where do you I, put him against LeBron? LeBron just did the same thing. One, I mean, he's, would you say it's just so as the well Spurs, as supporting cast? The Spurs didn't beat the Heat with LeBron. Okay. Like Kawhi got finals MVP in 2013. True, he true, is, true. He is so good. People don't realize this because he sat out a whole year. He is the real deal. And so, so say the Raptors play Golden State. Take him to six games. Kawhi's... Yeah, he wants to be in L.A. He He's probably going to go to L.A., but shit. Who would Toronto shit. have to add then? Say Curry gets hurt, Durant gets hurt, and the Raptors win it. 
does he stay there? Mm, probably not because now he's he's won in San Antonio. I don't think chasing rings is all what Kawhi's about, but you never know. He's definitely probably going to be in L.A. in 2019, though. Um, yeah, speaking of L.A., the LeBron murals going up on the barbecue restaurant wall wrecked for a second time now yeah i mean poor guy i mean it just shows he's trying to show him some sort of love but it just shows you that the people that are trashing them are kobe lovers right oh yeah so it just shows you how scared they are of lebron coming to town and kind of minimizing kobe's legacy there so say lebron comes to town and wins a ring wins two rings whatever then that kind of minimizes kobe bryant now lebron's you know, ahead of him in a way. Obviously, nobody's going to touch Magic Johnson and Kareem and whatever in 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 L.A. But this kind of overshadows Kobe a little bit if LeBron goes down there and wins. So these are Kobe fans. Yeah, it's I kind can, of a compliment. I can in a way. see I can see where they're coming from, but I also feel like the artist who's who's yeah. painting this is trying to depict the fact that hey, here's LeBron looking up and like sort of respecting these Laker greats and like yeah. he's coming into their city and looking up and yeah. he, he's below them looking yeah. up they're sitting on Kobe's got his trophy sitting on the Staples Center yeah you know I think I can see it both ways but it's just sad that they keep just demolishing yeah. this, this, this guy puts his heart and soul in these murals and they just keep painting over him it's I, I don't know how after the second time it got painted over nobody's they don't put cameras they don't just hide out and start you know arresting these guys like how does this keep happening mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense throw a to me. camera out there how about throw some cops around it yeah that like maybe maybe do away with the king of la deal yeah um, yeah i mean i didn't like that one he is the king though not he, the king yeah, of la true, but he's true. the king of the nba but yeah this is just kind of a joke I, I, it's kind of bullshit that they keep doing this like let the guy have his you know his moment let the mural stay and let lebron do his thing just let it happen don't don't be caught in the past. Like Kobe was obviously a, a huge, huge piece in LA and still is, but come on, wake up. Yeah, it's it's sad. The whole deal is sad. The guy probably poured hours of work into that thing. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I just think the Lakers and, and the signing of LeBron, I mean, it's the best thing they've had in the last five to six years. And yes, he's got big shoes to fill. Um and him walking in to a tough LA environment, obviously he's going to be faced with that. And he's, he's kind of getting a preview of what maybe the fans expectations are. So I think it just adds to, you know, what LeBron knows, what he's got to do, what he's kind of up against and we'll see how it all pans out. Yeah. I I mean, I I think another mural that should go up is, is this is pizza joint. LeBron's (laughs) going to take over LA with pizzas. He's going to take it over with his game. It's going to be cool. Hollywood is back. LA is back. Showtime Lakers. Showtime Lakers. But, Ak, uh, let's kind of transition here into our quiet, quiet week of sports. But we got some locked bets we're going to get into. Uh, my first one, I got a little three-team parlay that I'm going to do. I'm going to take the Boston Red Sox Wednesday at the Baltimore Orioles. They've won nine in a row at Camden Yards. David Price is on the bump at minus one and a half. And then I'm also going to parlay that with the Philadelphia Phillies at home against the Dodgers with Jake Arrieta at the bump. They're plus one, one and a half. And the Yankees with Luis Sessa on the mound, minus one and a half. I'm going to parlay that. It'll be a nice little payout depending on how much you want to put. But if all three of those hit, you'll be in for a hefty payday. That's my lock bet of the week. Yankees, Red Sox, Phillies. 
All right, Evan, I like the picks. I'm going uh, kind of out in left field here. I'm going to go MLS. I'm going to take the New York Red Bulls at DC United at their new Audi field. Uh, the Red Bulls are hot right now. They're coming off two wins against Sporting Kansas City and the New England Revolution. Uh, they're working some kinks out, and I'm, I'm going to take them plus 150 against DC United on the road. Uh, catch that one on broadcast as MSG Network as well as New York Red Bulls Radio. Um, be a nice payout. Yeah, nice little plus 150 payout there. Um, but New York Red Bulls over DC United. Love it. Love it. All right. That takes us to our final monologue of the week. Our dump and chase. Gary Sanchez, catcher of the Yankees. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, not a buddy, team first guy. No, no. Always been kind of in the in the media in the spotlight for lack of hustle. That would be an understatement last night against the Rays. Uh, first, first inning, a little grounder uh or sorry a pitch that got away from him and trickled towards the third baseline he gets he up he, all day he gets up and starts kind of walking then he kind of light jog and then he sees that the runner is rounding third and just takes off for home because he sees nobody's covering home and gary sees it and he still kind of jogs towards it and throws it kind of away runner scores and that's kind of the the you know the tip of the iceberg you get a little deeper and my god you got runners on second and third First, sorry, excuse me, runners on the corners, first and third, two outs, down 8-7. Gary Sanchez is up. I believe it was Judge on third. And Gary hits a hits a little ground ball to the shortstop. Trickling, trickling ground, ground, ground ball. And it was kind of in a weird spot. And the second baseman on, on the Rays was kind of napping as well. Was late to come over to get the to get the little toss. And uh first base, I think it would have been I don't know who it was, Stanton maybe, Bird, slides into second and is safe. So we'll talk about hustle there. Gary. He took like three crow hops, the second or the short second yeah. baseman, and then, to make the throw So then all, while this is going down, Gary kind of puts his head up and is like, shit, like the game's over. Starts walking, a little jog, and then it literally looked like he was running in quicksand and gets tossed out at first. So the runner was safe at second. If Gary just starts jogging and running as he hits it and is safe, the, the game's tied and it, it probably goes into extras, whatever, who knows. But ball game, that's it. He They throw him out at first. On, I don't even know what to, to, to say. It's We are so dumping and chasing on the lack of effort of Gary Sanchez. There is no effort. There is no effort. He had a solid year last year, and he has been non-existent this year. Uh, it, it was cool. Uh, the The Yankees even threw shade at them. They tweeted their hustle hustle of the week, which was backup catcher Austin Romney, uh, just throwing shade at him. But but well, you got you can't overlook the first inning on a, the no. pass ball where he he lackadaisically jogged after the ball. Oh my god! And they sent a runner home. I don't understand why people don't hustle. It, it's 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 a mind game. You just just hustle. No matter whether you hit a ground or not, just run it out. You never know. Shit happens and you could have been safe and the game could have stayed alive, but it's interesting. We we're going to see what Aaron Boone, rookie manager for the Yankees, would have done today. Apparently put him on the they, the they, DL because he had him, tightness in his groin. The he Yankees put him on the DL. So instead <laughs> of benching him and and you know, I don't know I, you can't really suspend a guy for that, but you can bench him. And now they're just putting him on the DL. It's kind of a cop-out. But everyone knows what's happened. There was nothing wrong with Gary Sanchez. That's a fucking joke. I don't ever want to see that again. I'm a Yankees fan. But 
What what an absolute joke. I mean, run run out everything. Like, come on. It's just a fucking disgrace to the game. But we're dumping and chasing so hard on Gary Sanchez. It is not even funny. I hope the dude doesn't even play again for another month. Yeah, it's it's embarrassing. One, two, when the game's on the line, you oh got the God. fan base behind you, you got a, your teammates behind you, and you come and bring that kind of effort. Gary Sanchez, we're out on your dumb ass. Show some heart, show some grit, and some effort. There's one out, two outs left, and that was the it. game is literally on the line. You're going to fucking walk to the first baseline. Get out of here. Gary Sanchez, get out as far as you can. Anything to do with this you, man. podcast is dumping on you hard. But that does it for us. I'm still heated about Gary Sanchez, but that wraps up a, a week of sports. This week, uh, we're coming up. It's probably going to be a bye week for us. Not too much brewing in sports. Uh, it comes down to the dog days of summer, but we will be back here in two weeks. We got a full-fledged fantasy football edition, and it's going to be interesting to see who we have, who's going to go first round. We'll do some mock drafts. We'll have a couple interviews on. But that does it this week for the Dumb and Chase podcast. We'll see you guys back here in a few weeks. Peace. Who the fuck you think you're fucking with? I'm the fucking boss. Say I'm 45, white on white, that's fucking Ross. I cut them wide, I cut them long, I cut them fat. What? I keep them coming back. What? We keep them coming back. I'm in the distribution. I'm like Atlantic. I got the motherfuckers flying across the Atlantic. I know Pablo, Pablo, Noriega, the real Noriega. He owe me a hundred favors.